This report is sponsored by Mothers Against Drunk Driving. NBC News Radio, I'm Lisa Taylor. President Biden is renewing his call for an assault weapons ban following two mass shootings in California. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre noted California Senator Dianne Feinstein reintroduced a federal assault weapons ban and legislation to raise the minimum purchase age for assault weapons to 21. This comes after 11 people were killed in a shooting Saturday at a Los Angeles area dance hall and seven were killed Monday at a shooting in the seaside town of Half Moon Bay near San Francisco. California Governor Gavin Newsom is pushing for tougher gun laws after the shootings in his state. He told the CBS Evening News he has no ideological opposition to people who responsibly own guns and get background checks and training. Newsom called the situation infuriating given California's already strict gun laws. Google is being sued by the Justice Department. Attorney General Merrick Garland announced the lawsuit. We alleged that Google has used anti-competitive, exclusionary, and unlawful conduct to eliminate or severely diminish any threat to its dominance over digital advertising technologies. Eight states are also joining in on the lawsuit. The plaintiffs also want the company to be broken up. A Florida judge says the parents of Gabby Petito may add the lawyer who represented suspected killer Brian Laundrie and his parents to their civil suit. Attorney Pat Riley says his clients were hurt when Stephen Bertolino expressed the hope that Petito would be found alive on behalf of Brian Laundrie and his parents. Our position is that both Mr. Bertolino and the Laundries knew that she was deceased at the time that that statement was made. Petito's parents are already suing Laundrie's parents, claiming they hid the truth. Families of the Uvalde school shooting victims are at the state capitol urging the Texas legislature to make changes. They want to raise the age needed to buy an assault weapon from 18 to 21. I wonder if it had been 21 abortions that were being performed in those classrooms if our elected officials would step in and do the right thing. Marissa Lozano is the sister of Irma Garcia, who is a teacher killed in the massacre. You're listening to the latest on NBC News Radio. For victims of drunk and drug driving, our grief is unique. But you are not alone. You always have a place at MAD. Call our 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit mad.org. Time now for a quick look at our KKNW weather outlook. Tonight, cloudy with a low around 41. Mostly cloudy for Wednesday with a high near 49 low around 35. Thursday, mostly cloudy, high near 48 and low around 42. Rain likely Thursday night moving in and hanging around through Friday with a high near 48 and a low round 40. Saturday, chance of rain, high near 46. The views expressed on this program are those of the host, guest, and callers and are not necessarily those of KKNW, its management, or other advertisers. Are you a psychic, sensitive, or seeker who wants to learn more? Welcome to the Mystic School with Sarah Wiseman, where we dive deep into all things mystic and metaphysical. Here's Sarah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mystic School. I'm glad that you can be with all of us here today. Um, We have just entered in 2023. We've just entered um, age of, we've just entered Aquarius as our sign a few days ago, and so Um, We also really are seeing this pronounced age of Aquarius stuff start to come. So we're going to be talking a little bit as we go forward about um, sort of like the new age and especially as Aquarius deals with visionary technology and uh, new changes in how we work. And so we're going to be sort of discussing some of those trends and how they relate to 
our life going forward. Um, we're also going to have free readings Tuesday, which is 888-298-5569. That's 888-298-5569. And I'd be super happy to chat with you about whatever you wanted to uh, talk about that's going on in your life. Our, our lesson for today or our, our coverage, our topic today is, is the metaverse spiritual? Learn why the metaverse is also part of the universe and why this matters. And we're going to be talking a little bit about this in the next couple shows. So by metaverse, um, so I am not I have not dived in deep fully to all the things that are going on with AI and meta and, um, um, you know, all of these new ways of being in a reality that is not the grounded reality that is the physical reality that we're existing in. So all of these other systems, and yet I know absolutely that whatever is going on in these other say artificially created systems has as much effect on us or involves us as much as anything that's in our regular 3d reality so um, currently for a lot of you guys listening we have our um, 3d reality our um, drinking our um, La Croix or whatever are picking up our phone, the air we breathe, the groundedness of our body in our chair. We have all of this, the everyday life that goes on. And then when we do things like we meditate or we do guided visualizations or we go into a psychic space, we go into what some of you might call 5D, we go into a different dimensionality where the rules of, say, gravity or the rules of the physical world don't apply. When we go into meditative space, we can fly, we can travel, we can journey, we can cross into different dimensions, we can go in different portals to go explore different lands. And we're doing this all uh, through the the portal or through the experience of the third eye. And that's what, you know, psychic visioning is about, just going into this journeying space and looking and seeing what else is there that's not strictly in the 3D everyday reality. So we do all this as part of our human consciousness, as part of our human body, our, our human setup, as you will, as allows us to use the third eye it, the allows us to use some people say it's the pineal I don't I don't know what it is but I know that as my body is alive I can go into this space in the third eye and I can explore these other dimensionalities I also feel pretty clearly that um, this level this conscious awareness does not require a living body it just is now being in a living body still at this moment i can't prove that but that's what my feeling is is that the consciousness is nothing is not related to the biology so then we get into this new twist as we become more uh, techno technologically advanced as humans as we're evolving through you know we've done 
done these different stages of using tools. And now we're moving into, um, we had the industrial age. Some people say we had the um, information age. And now we're taking that further. We're going into, and I don't want to call it the artificial intelligence age because I don't think that's the limit of where we're going. And I don't want to call it the metaverse because I think that that's not the limit either. What I think we're learning to do is how to use technology to recreate or create or access what we were able to do in our physical bodies as humans when we did meditation and journeying practice. So, so we are using an quote, artificial system or a technological or a non-human biology system to go in and create experiences that allow us to have different realities. And so now I'm not a gamer. I don't, I don't do that stuff, but you go into a game, you enter, uh, it's, it is, it is, you are entering the portal of your screen. You're playing a game. You're involved in that reality. You watch a movie or a series on um, you know, Netflix or Hulu, whatever you're watching on, and you enter into that portal of the screen and you enter in, you are on, um, a whole bunch of social media. You're watching, you know, TikToks or whatever on your phone, and you are entering into the portal of something created. And sometimes all you're doing is watching other humans do stuff. They're acting in a movie or they're doing a TikTok. And now the new thing is that you are engaging in something that is not just other humans. It's artificially created. It's created by a non-human intelligence system. So is this spiritual or is it not spiritual? And I'm not saying you notice, I'm not saying, is it good or bad? I would guess we don't know that yet. But what I would say is that just as when you go into third eye and do journeying, meditation, envisioning, if you have a lot of this experience, you understand that what is happening in the journeying world creates direct change in your physical reality. If you have um, an ache in your shoulder and you go in and you meditate upon that and you visualize your shoulder and you begin to visualize healing over time, your shoulder will respond to this visualization and you will have relief from the pain. If you're going into um, a murder mystery on, on, um, in a movie and you're watching and watching over time, many of the ideas put in there by the actors, the vibe of the actors and so forth, come into your reality. It's like we're whatever portal we go into, we're absorbing and, and taking in all of the energy of that particular field or that particular reality. And so when you do games, especially if, if you have a kid, maybe that's doing violent games on, you know, gaming systems, they are taking in that violent system. If you're having someone watching comedy a lot, they're taking in that. So being very aware that just because it's 
fake or non-human or, or not real doesn't mean it doesn't affect us all. And in fact, my experience has been that whatever you, ex whatever you can take in on your senses, whether it's in the real 3D, the, the physical world, or whether it's in the journeying world of third eye and, and channeled hearing and so channeling channeled hearing and so forth, or whether it's in the artificially created alternative intelligence, you're taking it in. Doesn't matter where it comes from, whatever you're taking in is what you're taking in. And so this invites us to be, it's no small thing to go into an alternative reality on a social media or in um, like the true metaverse systems. It's no small thing to go in there and wander around. Is it, is it morally correct? Again, this is for you to decide. I'm not here to um, <laughs> make moral statements about this because each person has to decide based on the level of their understanding what's going to be appropriate for them. If you're at a really low level of understanding, you're going to probably accept a lot of um, negativity and toxicity and violence and, and that kind of thing. And that's going to be fine for you because that's where you are. If you're at a higher level of your um, understanding, this is going to be offensive to you and harmful, not harmful, um, it's going to be really disturbing to you or you're going to be very disinterested. There's nothing there for you. So same rules apply of keeping yourself spiritually in a vibe that feels good. And by feeling good, what we mean is um, you can certainly go into alternate universe in the metaverse and feel excited or feel interested or feel addicted. Um, but is this feeling good? And so the feeling good that we're looking for that pretty much universally is gonna is gonna create um, a way of thinking about it is if you feel safe, if you feel relaxed, if you feel calm, if you feel comfortable, if you feel joyous and if you feel this sense of oneness with everybody else. So this is a kind of way you can start to gauge is, is going into these various, and this various because we haven't all agreed on one, these various alternative universes that are created by technology. If you feel good going in there, calm, safe, oneness, it's lovely. If you feel bad, you feel agitated, you feel addicted, you feel crummy afterwards, you can't ground yourself, you can't settle yourself, you feel slimy, um, you feel separate, then you know. So this idea of how do you determine, do you feel oneness or do you not feel oneness? And this is where the pivotal point is coming. And this is where, again, not a moral decision. It's a decision. Are you choosing oneness or are you choosing separation? And this just continues on and on as our soul question as we're working and uh, entering into the Aquarian age. Alrighty, we're going to go to the phones. Um, again, you can call in for free readings Tuesday, 888 
298-598-5569. And I want to um, let you guys know we're I'm doing a free event. Um, I think it's called Intuitive Soul uh, Awakening in the Aquarian Age this February. So go to the website, sarahwiseman.com, and you'll see it right there on the front page. It's free, but you do need to pre-register for it. And, um, and then also you'll find on that page our free, um, our free course, The Magic of Blind Readings. Alrighty, let's go to the phones, and looks like we have Deanne from Connecticut. Welcome. Hi, Sarah. Hi, thank you for waiting so long. I... <laughs> saw you there at the beginning. Good job for calling in early. Uh, it's Deanna. And, oh, it's Deanna. Oh, so, okay, I see it now. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, last time I called, you, you, I talked to you about um, clearing out stuff. Like my daughter died and, and I was clear, my father-in-law moved. So I've been clearing out stuff and I'm working on that. Um, and at the same time, I've sort of cleared out my practice, my medical practice, which I've, I've wanted to do. I, I haven't really wanted to continue with this medical practice the way it is for many, many years, but I need, but I thought I needed the financial, uh, uh, you know, the finance, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. that's how I made money. I need to transition into something else. It's time. And I really want to do something where I can use the information. I have a lot of experience with living in intentional communities and, and shamanism and naturopathic medicine and women's health and all kinds of stuff that I want to share with the world. And I, I, I did hire a business coach at some point to ask, you know, what should I do? And he said, you have to niche down. You have to niche into one topic. So I picked UTIs, but I can't do that anymore. So I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to. And I need to figure out how do I move forward and how do I figure out what platform do I use? Do I use YouTube? Do I use, you know, write a book or five books? Or, you know, yeah. that, that's kind of my question. <laughs> oh, these are great questions. Um, so, so here's what I see. Um, Okay, so the clearing, the clearing is fantastic. That is actually what's going to lead you to a lot of these answers, like the process of doing it. So, um, so keep doing that at the speed you can handle, like, because it does bring up emotions, but just keep pressing through as if you're under a deadline, which you're not, but the faster you go, the faster things can fall into place. And mm -hmm. then, um, so when people are working in spirituality, um, the rules of marketing <laughs> don't apply. So I would toss out whatever you heard then, or it may be that you've, you've already completed, you know, that part of your journey, but throw out whatever that person told you, it may have been good for the time, but it's not good for now. And I would begin a lengthy conversation with in meditation with your guides of like, what are the specific points I'm here to offer? And it's not going to be just one thing like UTIs. It's going to be a full, a full offering of many different things that you can offer to clients. And they will all be based on like what you're best at. So, kind of just like any, like I would even take any pamphlets or, you know, information you got from then, from that, from that advice then, and just chuck it, like, just let that go. It's, it's no longer, um, it's not how it's going to work for spiritual practice. 
spiritual practice, you're going to be led to what you're supposed to do and your clients are going to be attracted to you and, and the marketing rules don't really apply. Okay. Um, okay. I wanted to ask one more question. Um, yeah. And, and also the same idea of like considering the money's not going to be a problem for you. Um, considering not equating money goal, you know, like this very ra uh, linear, rational marketing way of doing everything. Like you set your sales feeds and you, mm -hmm. you know, just make your niche and you set your goals. Like, no, just show up in service and the universe will, um, bring you what you can handle at the beginning. And then it'll bring you as much as you're willing to take on and the financial will be commensurate with whatever you require, you know, to live. So kind of like throwing in, in addition to throwing all this stuff away or, you know, not giving it away, throwing away, clearing it, you're also throwing away a lot of advice that maybe is for the old you or for the dated time. And that doesn't really serve you anymore. Okay, great. Thank Even you. if like, and I know people are listening like, but I paid $3,000 for this business coach. And it's like, yeah, but if you're doing spiritual work, that's not how the rules of the game are played. It's like a different rule set for spiritual practice. And then um, in terms of what to use, I would probably choose, you know, some people love to sit in a room and write. Some people love to be on camera. Some people love radio. Um, some people love creating memes. I would say choose two things and then um, choose what you like best. Like, which do you like better? Do you like sitting? I kind of feel like you don't like to sit in, you wouldn't like to sit in a room by yourself slogging out no. books. That would be like torture for you. Yeah, I don't like to, I don't like sitting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So get something really active, like maybe, you know, YouTube's going to be the best for you or radio, you know, something where you can be really active or maybe you want to do, you know, just tons and tons of, um, you know, workshops. Maybe you want to actively get, get in the mix with people and just do it that way. But there's just pick two things two, and then let the rest go. Okay. And pick what you um, like the best. And, and don't feel like the days of the book are kind of, you know, unless you're Prince Harry, it's probably not going to make you that much money. So <laughs> you have to have that platform yeah. to start with. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much. Um, it, it, I know someone else is waiting, so I can email you or the other Okay, yeah. yeah, sounds Ever. good. Okay, thank thanks, Nina. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. Yep, we, we do. Yeah, you guys, uh, you know, rules are always changing. And, you know, just kind of think if you're wondering, like, should I use this old advice? Go watch some movies from the 80s and 90s and look at how dated they are and realize even something that you were working on 10 years ago is dated in the same way. Um, what it's really about is you contributing your unique gifts and skills to the world. And if you, you know, if you decide that you're going to use your best skills, which are usually what's easiest for you and what you like the best, if you decide you're going to do that, 
the universe just welcomes you with open arms. So you don't have to follow anybody else's program, especially any program with sales funnels and just, you know, you can just let that go. Um, we do have time for another caller. If anyone would like to call in, the lines are open. 888-298-5569-888-298-5569. And I'd be happy to talk with you, but please call in right away because we don't have that much time left in the show today. Um, I am really astonished by how quickly things are moving and almost as if time, you know, we talked a couple years ago about how time felt like it was speeding up. And this time it feels that not only is time speeding up, but it feels like we are suddenly having the ability to keep up with a faster flow. And I haven't really talked about this too much because I've just been sensing it, but this idea of being able to take in so much more from what the universe is bringing to you and not having that be overwhelming. It's just like you just take in more understanding. So for example, um, you might go to um, a group that you're interested in in person and have some um, interaction with the people there. And then you might come back and do a Zoom class with some other people and take in the interaction there. And then you might go outside for a walk and take in the lovely, lovely interaction with the nature you come across. And then you might talk to a couple people on the phone and you might have that interaction. And then you might read something on your, your newsfeed and you have that absorption. Um, and then you might, um, you know, say you're doing your chores and you, have that sort of floaty time that happens when you're doing your chores, you're sort of present, but not really you're in your head and, and that happens. And then, um, then you go to bed, and, you know, then you're at work and, and all the things that happen there happen for you. And then you go to bed and you're dreaming and, you know, dreaming, like that's a whole other, practically a whole other lifetime seems like a lot of times, like, where did I go? What happened? What does it mean? How come I can't remember it? I just got up. Um, and so this idea that our consciousness is, is all over the place all the time. And this gives us this idea that time is moving faster because our consciousness has actually expanded. We're able to hold more information guidance, experiences, awarenesses, it feels like we're suddenly able to hold more awareness in ourselves than we could before. And some of you, this makes total sense and others of you are like, I don't know what she's talking about. So just begin to sort of 
have this idea of um, what am I thinking about? What am I thinking about above my mind state of worry? What am I just like aware of? And then just noticing how much this awareness is your true reality. It's your awareness is not you're on the metaverse, if anyone's doing that, or you're um, in different portals doing this and that, you know, watching a movie in that portal, being on a screen, doing a meditation. Um, your awareness is continuous and constant. It doesn't have any limitations of time or space or dimension or matter. And what I'm finding is it's almost like awareness has gotten an upgrade lately since we've entered this age of Aquarius and our ability to hold our ability to hold consciousness as something we're experiencing versus the old way where we were just in our minds and in our to-do lists and in our wanting to um, do everything in the black and white area of the linear thought. Just explore that. Just notice when you're elsewhere, where you really are, and not what your mind is thinking, but where your awareness is. Just kind of start to play with that idea. Um, again, so reminding you, let's see, go to the website, sarahweisman.com. We have tons of self-study courses there. I will open up signups for spring training pretty soon. So check the website. That's direct training with me. Um, there is the free mini course, the magic of blind readings, and there is just added the free event for February, which is called intuitive soul um, awakening in the age of Aquarius. And I'd love to um, work with you in that way. That's in February. So go to Sarah Weisman.com and you can find everything there. Everybody, thanks for listening to The Mystic School and look forward to being with you next week. Thank you. Want more of The Mystic School with Sarah Wiseman? Tune in for uplifting talk on psychic opening, spiritual awakening, and all things mystic and metaphysical. Want to connect with Sarah? Visit sarahwiseman.com. NBC News Radio, I'm Lisa Taylor. California is renewing its push for tougher gun laws after a pair of mass shootings. Governor Gavin Newsom says the Second Amendment is becoming a suicide pact. He told the CBS Evening News he's not opposed to legal and responsible gun ownership that includes background checks and proper training. He vowed they would figure out how the mass shooter in Monterey Park got a modified pistol, which is illegal in the state. He says things fall through the cracks, but it doesn't mean you give up. Classified documents have been found at former Vice President Pence's Indiana home. As a result, the Department of Justice and FBI have launched a probe into how the documents wound up at Pence's home. The discovery comes as separate investigations are happening into classified documents found at the residences of President Biden and former President Trump. 
On that note, House Oversight Chairman James Comer said the Pence documents probe isn't the same as Biden's. The Kentucky Republican insisted the Biden White House keeps withholding information from Congress and the American people. Lisa Taylor, NBC News Radio. The views expressed on this program are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of KKNW, its management, or other advertisers. This program is sponsored by Natural Choice Network. Oh, I can hear the singers cry Smell the sea and feel the sky Let your soul and spirit fly into the mystic Good day, everyone. This is Martha Childress, and welcome to Sedona Spotlight, where each week my co-host, Dariel Archer, or I, feature teachers, healers, visionaries, and other notables in their field from mystical, magical Sedona, Arizona. Sedona Spotlight is here to shine its light on you so anyone, anywhere, or anytime can experience the amazing energies emanating from the sacred red rocks of Sedona, Arizona. You can also lighten up live from Seattle, Washington, and vicinity every Tuesday at half past noon on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. on the dial, or listen live online from anywhere in the world you might happen to be at 12.30 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time, simply by clicking the Listen Live link at SedonaSpotlight.com. Well, today I'm delighted to have my co-host, Dario, with me. How are you today, Dario? Oh, I'm wonderful and glad to be here. It's exciting to, to be with you at the start of the new a new year. Yes, and we wanted to talk about our thoughts about this new year, 2023, and what we'd like to focus on and put a spotlight on this year. Both been feeling it's pretty much the perfect time, a very poignant time, and astrologically, as it turns out as well, um, for the wise women to speak. And especially around the topics of community, relationships, and collaboration, and a deeper a deeper form of unconditional love and allowance. Um, you know, different from the from from just the mother. You know, we've talked about the you know the inner child and the mother, but so often the mother's love becomes um, more mar- mar- martyrdom um, and unattainable um, and at their own expense, but. Uh, the crone, the third part of that, the wise woman um, of that holy trilogy, trilogy um, takes a look at everything from a much bigger port, uh, picture and the importance for each individual to experience, uh, you know, their own journey in their own time and space from a higher form of love than, as I say, what we always often would think of as a mother love. It's a little bit more tough love, wouldn't you say, Darielle? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, a firm hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's everything. And I think by the time, you know, if you if you integrate all three of those aspects as women and really embrace all of them, that's something that can model to our children and that our children will then model to the world as well. And I really think that's that's really a, a, a huge opportunity. Um, for the voice of the the crone or the wise woman uh, to start bringing into this mix. Absolutely that. I think that, you know, as, as we grow older, kind of every, every 10 years, we gain a different level of wisdom. Yep. And it's, you know, when you 
it's like wanting to give back to the community or build the community where you can talk about, you know, what you've learned and how to, you know, access and nurture that without, you know, the competition that, you know, a lot of people can get into. It's that you know, this is what I've learned and, and share the different things and how you can build on all that. I mean, it's a volume of wisdom, volumes of wisdom. Yes. And, you know, in the days of old and the matriarchy, um, it was always the council of women. Um, they're the ones that, you know, really came from that part of community relationship and collaboration. And that's how the communities thrived. Um, you know, they saw everyone as a part of this big picture, no one being uh, any more important than the others. And it's interesting how, um, the word um, insanity um, actually came from a Native American story um, where some of the hunters, um, these, these two hunters that would go out and bring the, you know, bring their, their kill in their, their deer or their buffalo um, started talking and said, hey, you know, you know, we're bringing, you know, we, ha we have to go and get this, you know, and, and bring the meat to feed the, you know, to feed them. It's just like, I think our, our part is more important. And they started, you know, trying to, you know, save some for themselves and that sort of thing. And that's what ended up throwing the entire community out of balance because they weren't taken into consideration, you know, how they were being nurtured. And that that's not the only thing that was on the plate kind of thing, but that idea that something's more important or someone's part is more important than the others um, is where the word insanity came from. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's very interesting. Well, you know, it's depending upon, you know, where you were raised, like for me, I was raised, you know, back East between living in the city and, and living, you know, up in the, the hills of West Virginia that, you know, the older women, I mean, they, they knew how to can and, and tan and they, to take care of the community. And they were like the builders and the planners so that, you know, if they had, you know, sudden, you know, um, storms or floods that came up or they were isolated for six months due um, to weather that they they would gather in the circles and they would you know they would talk and they would sing and they would you know bring in the kids to to show them and nurture them about how community works and and to honor the wisdom of experience that the women had gathered you know the grandmother's circles yeah well and as I say in this day and age you know every mother is pretty much on her own you yeah. know and and she still has to work and everything too and her mom's probably just as busy you know and so that whole piece it's really kind of hard to have to, to be in a place where you're um, aren't just kind of in survival um mm -hmm. and that's where a lot of the selfishness comes from um or self-serving comes from it it usually comes from fear um or and survival and when you're in that action 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 mode where you know, the, the older women, you know, throughout history, that's when they were the elders as they were, they'd done the childbearing, they, they'd been mm -hmm. through all of that. Their life was, you know, more contemplative and passive. And so they were in a space where they really, they weren't so caught up. It was that quiet space, that inner space where they could be more observers. And, and that's, um, I think, really, really key to bring that element uh, into into society. 
Well, and they were really good about, you know, like taking some time and especially as they got older to pass it on and you could see it in their eyes. You would ask them a question and you could just see this just, just wisdom. And as they talk, you could feel this, this energy and this presence that, you know, I've lived that I'm not just speaking it. I've lived it. This is what I learned that, that made my life better. And this is, was my struggles. Yeah. But then they would also listen to what you had to say. And it, and it was a back and forth conversation. It wasn't just one way. Yeah, because they'd been from your, you, you know, your age and that point of view. It's just like, yeah, well, I remember when I was thought that thought that way too. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think that's what was so wonderful, um, you know, when it was always the council of women because it wasn't just one, mm-hmm. you know, woman's life experience. They all shared between each other as well, and that's been lost over the generations too. Um, and you know, a lot of, you know, just because you're old doesn't mean you're going to become a wise woman too. I mean, there's right. some <laughs> young people that already have, you know, the mm-hmm. wisdom of an elder or they can see it or they're open for it. Um, so it is, it just depends on, um, you know, how much life experience you've had and how it's shaped you. And if it's coming from a place of, you know, of, of love um, and openness um, because there's, there's, there's also a lot of old people out there that are just locked in fear too. And it's so sad. And I think most of that is because there's been so much isolation. Um, and the, the only time that old people are together, like in a home or something like that. Um, and it's not really as oriented, um, I think to really sharing vulnerabilities and what people want to be as much. Um, it's not, um, as encouraging as that is more as like, well, how do we kind of keep them busy kind of thing, you know? Um, right. And they yeah. used to get together. Like when I grew up, they would get together and they would make quilts or if somebody needed extra quilts or, yeah. if, you know, if they would get together and they would help if, you know, if a family, you know, needed food, they'd get together and, and contribute from theirs. And there was a sense of community where they got together. Yep. Yep. And I think, you know, finding ways where we, people may not be able to get together like they used to, but they can, you know, do Zoom or they can find people like, you know, within your neighborhood to, Mm -hmm. to really create and build on that. But it's having, you know, like projects. I mean, that's part of what community is, is, you know, if it's, it's relevance and it's um, commonalities and to work for a greater good from, you know, it's either service or selfish, you know, and which one are you operating out of? And, you know, and we go back and forth because we do need to have self-care, but I think it's a time that right now we really do need the wisdom of the people who've gone through and calmer heads. They, you know, when they get to a certain age, most of them seem to be calmer and, and, but they have more fun because they've lived it. And it's like, well, it's no sense getting so upset over that, honey. Exactly. It's going to (laughs) work. And then they would laugh, you know, and I'm thinking, and you're just out there, you know, sweating and just being a hyper doggy. And they're just saying, you know, take a couple breaths, you know, look at it from a different point. And, and if you listen to their stories, you could, you would, they would take you on a journey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and as times have changed so much too. And I think, um, you know, that, that key part of, you know, getting, getting not just, you know, for women to kind of find their own voice too, because so few people even, you know, necessarily go to grandma for, um, or, or even think, um, well, 
I know a lot of people don't go to their parents for advice. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And that's when they would go to the grandparents, but it just seems like the, you know, just the, the elder population has just been, you know, more separated, um, you know, in this day and age than it was before. And the importance of, of respecting that and bringing it back um, as much as possible and letting it, you know, letting them know it's, we want, want to hear those voices. Um, and I think uh, it was really cool here. It kind of, you know, got me, you know, thinking about all of this. And, you know, when we talked earlier about kind of making it a focus for 2023 um, was that I got this, just this invitation um, secondhand from, you know, this woman here in Sedona that just wanted to get, you know, she just felt, um, you know, kind of guided to just gather a bunch of, you know, women up that were in service at this stage and, um, you know, to kind of share what they do and let's just all get together. And it wasn't like, let's get together and network or this or that. It was just like, let's just get together and, um, you know, just encourage each other. And so mm -hmm. it was uh, like 25 people showed up and everyone said too, yeah, there was like three more people that wanted to come and couldn't, you know, for each person too. And so there is definitely, um, I mean, it was a call that everyone wanted to come and participate in and without much of an agenda other than everybody just, you know, everyone wore name tags and kind of signed in uh, so we could have a whole group chat afterwards um, on Shack, I guess is what they do. So there's, so there's tons of platforms for community now, but it was so cool because just one by one, it's just the only agenda was take, you know, we're going to take turns one by one and, you know, kind of pass the little staff and just tell the group, you know, how it is that you're feeling called to serve. And then we can, you know, know how we could help you and support you in that. And, you know, what are your vulnerabilities that, you know, we can kind of witness, bear witness to, and, you know, let you open up for help and, you know, allow us in to support in that aspect as well. And it was so moving. Everyone left that. And it's like, we can't wait for the next one, but it's such a simple thing. And I really encourage, you know, anybody, like I say, in your community or church group or whatnot, but just, just simply by getting together there, I think mm -hmm. that, yeah, there's strength in that. And then it, each one of our voices can be, you know, more powerful too. And, you know, bring that into, as I say, that whole, that whole holy trinity or you know when you said a key, matrix you said a key point about being vulnerability or asking for help and i think that for a lot of you know like um the the women it's like self-care is is really hard because you're always moving yep. in so many directions and to to find where you can be vulnerable and it's not looked at as a weakness but as a strength yep. that says hey i need help and that's really a strength to be vulnerable to ask for that and to and to have a group um uh around you and i know in in um some of the, the circles and things that I've been involved in is where you, you know, if somebody's really in need, you, you put them in the center of the circle and you just really just, you know, acknowledge them and validate them and to, to share. And it was such a very loving and nurturing experience. Uh, you know, it wasn't really about complaining, but this is happening. And, and to just be able to receive, I think is such a hard thing for people now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And to be, to be witnessed, mm 
Mm-hmm. And as I say, there's so much wisdom out there that has has been isolated. And not only has that been isolated, as I say, it's also been kind of isolated from that 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 matrix of, you know, a, a full woman, you know, um, a full divine feminine where it's taking in the aspect, as I say, of the of the child, the mother and the crone. And it's interesting how crone, you know, ended up getting such a bad connotation. just like, you know, the old witch and all that kind of stuff. So there was a lot of <laughs> influence that kind of demonized almost to a point, um, you know, the, the wise women, cause they were afraid of her and, you know, because right. yeah. And crone actually came from crown. Yeah. Well, and you know, yeah. what we've also done is that we've also diminished the role of grandparents that they're relegated yes. as caretakers or babysitters yeah. but don't have the wisdom in there and they're they they're being robbed of yep. their knowledge and not only just you know the women's circle but yep. uh, even too, in yeah. men in the workplace yeah. it's that we have we've diminished them to the point that they aren't valued other than sort of like spare moments sometimes and I, I think that's such a shame because I always looked forward to go you know spend time with my grandmothers because I always learned something you know it's like okay well you know what would you, you know like to learn or you felt yeah. accepted where you and as and as I watched other people there's still a lot of people that still really value their parents and they really yeah. you know take the wisdom and that but as a whole and as a cultural culture, that's yeah. not true. We, we've robbed exactly. them of a, of a really valuable role that I think to reincorporate it back into our lifestyle would yep. be so beneficial to the, the, the um, entire community, yeah. the entire community to, to our society, because, you know, you're passing that from one generation to the next and it's the fiber. It's, it's the weaving of that tapestry. Yeah. And that tapestry was always there in the old days and it's gone. So it's something that we have to definitely make a concerted effort to get back in and do. And that's, as I say, why I want to kind of focus on this and encourage, you know, that going forward, because it's interesting that, that, that crone piece of it too, is also like the Phoenix, that whole rebirth to kind of mm-hmm. take, take all those three aspects and everything that's been learned from the experiences in all three of those stages in a woman's life um, to bring in again, you know? And so it's interesting because I was thinking of that, um, you know, it's like you look out there and how unsurmountable, you know, all these issues and things are that we're facing right now, you know, in the, in the whole country, in the whole world, not just our country. Right. And it's interesting because it was uh, what is that Einstein? We cannot solve our problems from the same thinking we used when we created them. Exactly. And, and most of these problems were created from, you know, the competition and fear and separate, you know, right. all of that that's been, you know, separated from, you know, the, the wisdom um, uh, that was more focused, as I said, on community relationships and collaboration. So, I think instead of trying to change everything, just birthing that anew, um, you know, just coming to it as uh, not to, not to try, you know, to try and change anything, um, but a new creation, which will ultimately transcend our current uh, world chaos for ultimate potential and best outcomes for humanity, just, you know, organically that we got to feed it or it's not going to happen. 
you know, something to, you know, it's like when the queen died, everybody expected her to be around, but she was kind of like in that grandmother circle that, that she yeah. held a place. And I think that to bring back sort of that, that feeling of reverence and acknowledging um, that expertise and they were great. And there, a lot of them are such I mean, great diplomats. Yeah. And they can also be really funny. <laughs> they, oh, they can be hysterically funny. And there's some real grouches there too. Yeah. And they're, oh, yeah. they're very funny because they've already lived through it. And, you know, you know, when you've healed something, because on the other side of that is you can look back in humor and go, oh, there's so many other options I could have done. But, oh, this one I took, I learned. I now know that these other two way more beneficial ones yeah. exist, you know, but they are funny. You know, <laughs> and, and they and, you know, and some of them, I don't know, but they have this sparkle in their eyes and this this feeling of mirth and joy of just they're just so at peace in their own skin and life and what they believe. Yeah. And it's like my Angelique, she's like, oh, my God, what a what a loss that was, because she yeah. was she was really the gold standard, you know, and. And, and there again, too, it's, you know, and like Jean Houston and, you know, some of these other wonderful women and they've been, they've, it's like, I think they came out wise, you know, <laughs> they've been wise <laughs> and they've left quite a legacy. Um, you know, so, you know, we, it's like, the, we need more people, more, more on that platform. And that's what we're hoping to do here um, is by bringing in some of these women that, you know, may have something incredibly, to, you know, amazing to share and to say, but haven't really had the platform or the opportunity or the confidence. And I think that's as, you know, the thing is, as we get to, you know, when more women get together, um, you know, of a certain age or, um, you know, certain intentions, as I say, when you're at that point where you really want to serve, you know, that you're, you know, serving each other, um, I think is going to, is, is the huge first step. Mm -hmm. Well, just even that, that we're talking about it and putting it out there yeah. is such a great, um, a great thought and, and a great thing to offer to put just even putting planting the seeds, you know, yep. it's like, uh, or, or just, you know, putting it out on the wind and letting it care and see where it takes, um, takes root at. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, kind of, kind of getting back to that. Um, and this is where the energies of astrology and everything and Venus, you know, being in that whole Venus return and everything, I'm going to bring on a, um, an astrologer that um, is part of what made me think, wow, this is the year to, to do this. It all kind of came together. I'm going to have her on as soon as I get that scheduled, just to talk about the astrology that's going on that supports this in an unbelievable way too. But that whole idea of, you know, the womb, um, that is the, the place of birth, the place of creation. And that happens, doesn't happen you know, in a noisy space, you know, mm -hmm. that's, that's where that th those things that come forth in the quiet and in the stillness and that kind of womb energy where you are feeling safe, um, where you are feeling all that so that what you're creating is not what Einstein talked about, you know, um, it just allows that quiet and that space. And that's that self-care piece that's so many of us of all ages and stages, um, the importance of taking quiet time and trying to find that still point. So that energy of that um, holy matrix or whatever you want to call it, that that holy trilogy, it's also you know mother, father, son, the whole nine yards. But I think 
have an opportunity for stuff to birth through great ideas, great inventions and that sort of thing will be very supported in that kind of still womb spot. So, you know, there's a lot of reasons that uh, this could be, you know, as I say, the Phoenix, the year of the crone, the crown, I like the crown. And it cracks me up too, because Bell Rock, you know, that's our logo. And it's like the spotlight coming out from Bell Rock. Well, a lot of people call Bell Rock a crown too. So the crown has a lot to share. <laughs> it is, well, in, in Chinese, and, and it's the year of the rabbit, which is more about diplomat mm-hmm. and opening and, and, and caring and, and being, you know, softer and gentle and, and showing the kindness and compassion that I think so many of us would love to, to share more with and to experience more of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe we are already running out of time, Daria. Oh, no. So before we go, I wanted you to um, talk about the film festival. Oh, right. Well, this is very exciting. In February, Sedona International Film Festival will be there celebrating 29 years from February 18th to the 26th. And Yavapai College has filmmaker um, conversations from February 20th to the 24th with uh, experts uh, in their industry with vast knowledge and experience. So you can contact uh, Yavapai College, yc.edu, to find out how to get into some of these um, conversations to take the workshop series. It is really fabulous, and it's been there for 29 years. If you're you know, looking for tickets in that, you can go to the uh, Sedona Film festival, Film festival, yeah, dot, dot org, it, yeah, and it's amazing. That's one of those things you don't have to be here. You know, you Mm-mm. can you can get all the benefits of that. Although it's, it's pretty cool being here <laughs> it, online. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it has a lot to offer, and it's really great. Um, you know, those after discussions and things like that are really, really um, meaningful. And, well, they'll have a lot of the industry experts there in, in yeah. the conversation workshops, yep. which to me, it's like having somebody right there in class with you. It's like, OMG. It's like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for being with me today, Darielle. And if any, any of you out there, you know, um, want to email us with somebody who thinks pretty amazing that has a great story to tell let us know and thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in and turning up the lights because we can all be spotlights helping to create a brighter world and a better future for everyone anywhere and anytime so shine your lights everybody and have a truly magical day The views expressed on this program are those of the host, guest, and callers, and not necessarily those of KKNW, its management, or other advertisers. Contests are the responsibility of the host of this program and not KKNW. This is Alternative Talk 1150 AM, KKNW Seattle, and KNUC 98.9 HD3 Seattle. Good afternoon, Eric Ryder here with you on KKNW. We are headed towards 1 o'clock. And things are looking very good on our freeways at this hour. Not a lot of 
slowdowns to talk about. Right now, 43 degrees, cloudy skies here in the Puget Sound. Looks like it'll continue to be cloudy and misty through the rest of today. And looks like we've reached our high. We'll see sunset tonight or this afternoon at 4.57 p.m. Stay tuned for Breaking Through with Kristen Ralfinkbeiner. That's coming up. NBC News Radio, I'm Lisa Taylor. Officials have released the names of all the victims in Saturday's mass shooting in Southern California. The youngest of the 11 killed.